So life is filled with pain. What do you mean by that? We're not. We're we're here to experience. We pain. Pain can be a good thing in the sense of that it can be something that motivates you or wakes you up. Yeah. It's like a slap in the face. Sometimes we need pain to be able to experience something that takes us out of what we're doing and derails us so that we can be more attuned, more attuned. So in a way, it's like our emotional guidance system, the way we experience emotions and pain is purely as a way of re-navigating us into a certain yes. direction. There was, um, there was a gentleman in the 60s named Bucks, Buckminster Fuller. Okay. And he wrote, he wrote this, um, he wrote this poem and it was called Mystique, Mystique. And he, he wrote this poem and he, and he spoke about the, the function of the bumblebee. Okay. And the function of the bumblebee is when it, when it goes from leaf to leaf or flower to flower, it's trying to collect the, the pollen. Yeah. But in the process, it's cross-pollinating as it's sticking its little feet <laughs> yes, in the pollen yes. and it's suddenly now allowing that process to yeah. cross-pollination to occur. And what he realised was that in life we do things, we – he, he also observed, he observed this phenomena, but then he also observed the phenomena of education that happens for many, many kids and, and even yeah. us in, in workplace environments. And he spoke about true education happens in between the learning in the classroom. True education happens between that, the cross-pollination that happens between students in between classrooms. And he says, that's where, why education is important. Yes, it might be important. Oh, just, just love it. I love how you say this. You see, we don't have this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, like, but that's what the passion my my comes now across. For you to become chiropractor takes five years. Yes, just a study. Just Apart a study. of the primary school, high just school, just to get your certificate. Yeah, just just this. This is five years. Yeah. People come to you with the acute pain, chronic pain. People come to you uneducated about chiropractic, about neuro, neurological problems, symptoms, just name it. It's not my business. If I try to be the doctor, I need to study the medicine. If I want to be a chiropractor, I need to study to become the chiropractor. So for me, it's easier to be consumer of the services you're providing. But what you said is very important, how education takes the takes place the uh, big role in our lives. And that's like a thing that people being miseducated rather than being educated. And I said, like, um, taking this pride because my son studies medicine. And uh, he says to me, please do not go to Dr. Google. I said, why, Matteo? He says to me that do not go on Dr. Google and ask the symptoms because either you're going to die, cancer, or something, right? I said, why is that? He said, like, because um, the Google how collect information. People are asking questions. They put the symptoms and they think that's what it is, right? He said, go to the professional and go and do this properly. And for that one, I'm grateful to you that you are today here Dr. Gerald, now the more personal question. Who is looking after you? You're helping us with our pain, acute and chronic pain. But how do you helping yourself? Who is looking after you? Who is adjusting you? How you are looking after yourself? If you can share some tips, you know, for the better life, you know, a healthier life. Right. I, I seek a lot of different people. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of mentors and, and people that help me. Yeah. You know, in my practice, we have two other chiropractors. And also I get adjusted by them. I see other people, you know, acupuncturists, people that work also on my headspace, my mindset. I've been luckily 
enough at this point in my career to be surrounded by good people, you know, good yeah. people that that allow have allowed me to be able to navigate through different challenges in my life, yeah. you know, and that's that's sometimes tricky to be able to find the right people, you know, because sometimes the people that you think are there for you may not always be there for you. Being able to move with compassion, even though sometimes there might be times where you feel where people close to you, you think the people closest to you are there for you, but they may not be. So, so I guess I think to answer that question is I seek different people based on where I am in my life. Okay. And sometimes if that person is able to offer me something that's different, that allows me to see a different perspective, then I'll see them. And until such time as I think it's time for me to move on. So my mentors are people that I see change based on where I am in my life. I think fundamentally you asked the question of how to maintain health. I think... How do you maintain your sanity? Because it's not easy to be you. In, in all honesty, you have the many different miles coming your, in, your, in your practice. <clears throat> That's a male, it's a female. So there are different ages, different medical conditions. <clears throat> you know, you're seeing a lot. And people come to you because, not just to have a chit chat, you know, I mean, and let's go talk about new probable numbers, you know, I mean, for the lotto. You know, they come to you because they're seeking the help. And that takes toll on you. Plus, you, you're the proud person, you have your life there. You have obligations towards your employees and everybody else. So how do you keep your sanity? How do you keep yourself you know, centered down? Uh, so, you know, the, our viewers and listeners can learn from you. And guys, I'm going to leave in the comment section below where you can find Dr. Gerald, and you'll be glad you did it. So, Dr. Gerald. I think the, the big thing is practicing gratitude. Every morning gratitude. I wake up, every morning I wake up and I and I – even though there's times that I wake up that I might feel sore or I may feel, you know, I, I may feel certain stresses and things that I'm dealing with, but I, I always try to take the time to say, what am I grateful for? Being able to, to say, okay, I've got health in my, I've got breath in my lungs. I've got my arms and two legs. I've, I can see. I, I start with a sense of gratitude my day and I start looking at how can I be of service where I think, the beautiful thing about chiropractic and I'm so grateful for my profession for this is because there's nothing more beautiful than being able to, to help someone. But what I've learned out of being in practice for 24 years is actually coming from a place of service does not mean being tied in with an outcome in mind of what's going to happen. Oh, okay. Because there's sometimes that I can't, despite all my training, despite all my best efforts, despite all my intentions to get someone well. And I realized, you know, at some point in my career that that's not my my job. Yeah. My job is to do my best, to do my best, to, to show up in the best way that I can to serve someone, to to use all my clinical knowledge to help someone to, to be able to heal. But the rest is between them and God, and mm. that's yeah. nothing to do with me. But I... I will always do my best to help someone based on my intention. Yes. I think that is probably the most beautiful thing that I think you can do as a human being is to is to be of service, whatever whatever field you decide to be in. It doesn't have to be chiropractic. It can yeah, be, yeah. You can be the butcher and still yes. be of service. You can be the carpenter and still be of service. 
you can be the florist and still be of service. We're here to, to be of service and somehow to explore our excitement through our creativity and through our, our connection with hum, other human beings and also being able to have time for yourself. You know, I, I do, I, I love what I do. I, I can't That's think awesome. if I ever stopped loving what I do, do I would change because life's too short to fill it with things that are less than that. I, I always try to, to say, unless I'm feeling good, and there's times that I don't, I always try to look at the things that make me feel good, which yes. is exercise, being outside, being able to have time alone as well is important. You know, spending time with being there for my, my children and my family, being there for, for the people that mean something to me is important, you know. And, and I think being surrounded by good people, you know, they, they say there's that saying that context is more important than content yeah. or the environment is stronger than will. So being, a, being aware of the environments that you put yourself in is, is hugely important. You know, I, I've had so much change happen in the last couple of years and I'm always looking at who can I surround myself with that are going to be uh, more attuned to where I am in my life. You know, and that's okay. Letting people go that some that that don't resonate. You're hu- you look, you're human after all. You know, and you know it is it is privilege to have you in studio. I mean, picking your brain. But after all, you're the human. You say something something beautiful. I'm gonna put this into a description. Context is more important than content, and. The only the mind who is mature enough to who saw who saw the life and experienced the life can say this, right? Because people are chasing always something because they try to replicate somebody's else's success, but nobody's seeing themselves as a success itself. And you say something very important, guys. I want you to remember this. Dr. Jello said this that the moment when he stopped loving what he's doing, he's gonna change himself. And uh, I think that's a crucial and pivotal moment for everybody in life. When you stop loving what you're doing, it's time to stop. And, um, you know, for that one, it's, it's, it's so great to hear from you. Now, I'd like to hear from you some successful story. Okay. doesn't need to be the name of person or gender, whatever it is. But there must be the numerous of people coming to you with uh, some type of injuries where you helped somebody. And how did you help it? Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Look, but, uh, yeah, tell us why, because, you know, we are, we are preferring go to the $50 massage one dollar, uh, sorry, $50 massage one hour to the different parlors, you know what I mean? And I, I was one of those <laughs> and I've been more injured, you know what I mean? There's no success stories over there because people come out of the, you know, um, some massage parlors, they're even more injured, like, a, you know, shopping center house here, right? You know, I don't want to name them. But you know those 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 types Chinese massage salons. People go there, be injured because uh, unqualified personnel perform massage. Mm. No question asked. So I don't think so they have the successful stories. But you must have some successful stories that people come to you because being injured, maybe in Chinese massage parlor, maybe during the work injury, maybe something else. But you help them to be back on their feet. Mm. Yeah, there's lots, Mario. I, I think like anyone that works with people, I think they're always going to have success stories. And I think, um, you know, I can I can list 
lots of different things that have happened in my career and lots of wins and and that that oh, it's not always smile is smile there it's smile it's, okay it's not always I, I celebrate the wins and I I try to I try not to get too caught up with that if yeah. I'm going to be completely honest yeah, yeah. I, because it's it's easy to get caught up with the wins you know I've I've been grateful enough to work with some great practitioners alongside I I don't I don't if I'm going to be completely honest I think when you're working with people it's not always you it's yeah. always a, a a group of people you know I think working with kids with developmental delays mm. seeing them go from being being in a space where they're dysfunctional completely in the classroom to then being cooperative and and actually becoming good people in in the community you know I've, I've had families ring me up and and say look you know you've been working with my son and and now he's able to learn at school he's he's able to concentrate better and um you know they're he's they're, they're sleeping kids that are sleeping better that that they're able to emotionally regulate better but again i don't i don't put the credit on me i i think that is a culmination of different things because you're such a humble man though joe you Look, know, because I, people use I, this opportunity. Okay, okay. I, I, I know, yes, you're right. I, I'm, I'm trying to really be mindful because I, I understand I've been involved in this in this field for a long time and I know healing, the moment you think you know, you don't know. You don't know, yes. You stop learning. Yeah. And I have to be observant of that and to say I don't, you know, I don't do, I'm great at what I do. I'm very, I'm very gifted at what I do, yes. But do I take credit for those wins? Yes and no. Yes and no, because I I, I actually think I think it's a range of different things. I, but that's I, a say like you know, you you're a very humble man. People who sit opposite me they when I interview them, um, some of them they they even more humble than you are or me or you know me, they don't want to take no credit in your life. They but some people take it opportunity. Me, 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 me. And that's what makes you very, very unique, Dr. Gerald. That's that 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 humbleness makes you very unique. And it's not easy to be here opposite me telling your your life story, how helping people. I'll tell you, I'll tell you to be honest. I okay. think the thing that keeps me up at night sometimes is mm -hmm. when I can't help someone. Ah. They're, they're the things that I think I think about more. You know, I think about like what could I have done differently? What could I have you know, perhaps, um, you know, what did I need to learn? That was one of the things that, it, that I guess spurred me to learn more about the body and, and health is because of my own health issues. But it's not, I can, I've, I've helped lots, uh, thousands and thousands, thousands of people, people yeah. you know, with different things. And I've also failed as well. See, this is, this is what I, this is the guys, you're never going to learn from others. The honesty. So Dr. Gerald doesn't sell the, uh, uh, what was it calling, the cup of tea, the bags of tea. He helps the people look after their health. And today, you know, you you just prove it why you are unique, why you're special, why I always refer people to you. It's not that who you help, but you see, you sleepless nights more or less to people you cannot help. And admitting that sometimes you do mistakes is more important. Now, let's go swing on the other side, sleeping, you know, you touch your sleeping. Tell me how much sleep we need and how important sleeping position is good for our for our health or life, everything else. Yeah, the, the, I, I guess the research that is most current is 
is being able to sleep at least as a minimum of eight hours a day. Now, there are exceptions to that. There are some people that can sleep less. There are some people that sleep less and they're (laughs) completely fine. But I think fundamentally, on average, we we, our bodies need approximately eight hours. Now, this is the thing that we were touching on briefly before is as we evolve, as we as we start to become and tap into different levels of consciousness, which is now we're starting to see other areas beyond beyond beta, beyond beta wave activity, which is somewhere up to 30 hertz per cycle. We start to move into areas such as gamma, mm-hmm. gamma wave or, or lambda wave brainwave activity where you're moving from from 30 to 100. You know, a hummingbird, say, for example, flaps its wings around around 50 cycles per second. Yeah, so this here. You can't hear it. Yeah. You can just, you can't, you can't see it. You can just hear it. You can yeah. just. It looks like flat. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, standing there. Yeah. 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 So, so a little bit less than that is what we would consider gamma to be, brainwave activity, a little bit less than what a hummingbird is flapping oh, its wings. <laughs> but then we, we can move into super levels of consciousness, which is around 100 plus, which is what we term lambda beta wave, a lambda brainwave activity. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because the more we are able to access these levels of brainwave activity, we can actually start to move into states where there's more relaxation in the body, even though there's heightened levels of awareness. When we can assume that, then our bodies are regenerating. Remember when I spoke about earlier that this health is cyclical? Yes. You can tap into different levels of consciousness which are accelerated Levels of consciousness when you can become super observant of what's around you, but it's actually like be in a restful state at the same time. Just like a Jason Bourne, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Jason Bourne. So, so the thing is, when we start to assume more that state, yeah. we're resting and more engaged in life. So therefore, over time, what you'll probably see is less sleep that's required the more we access that level of consciousness. But for most of us, we can't because we're so caught up with the mundane, the everyday, we're not tapped into our connectedness of what our true passion is and being able to access states of compassion or gratitude or, or, or care where we can't actually be in that state of excitement and we can't be in that state of hyper, hyper consciousness. So eight hours or eight hours at this stage. At this stage. Yeah. And, um, What's the position based on me? Like, tell me, like, what do we do mistake with our sleeping? Is a pillow? Is a mattress? Yeah. So there's a lot of things. One is the the position. Ideally, it's best to sleep on your back or on your back or your side. Okay. There are some patients that that sleep on their tummy, which is not great. Which is not great. Now, usually, from my observation, this is just how my do, observation. How do you breathe if you like? If you you know, like seriously, with their head turned, they're on their tummy with their head turned. Now. <laughs> Two things. One is it's not great for the spine. It's not good for the neck to be in that position for eight hours. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is the other aspect is to look at, because I I often thought why there are some patients that tend to be in this position. Now, from my observation, I think the reason why they do that is because they're trying to put themselves in a position where they're trying to unravel tension in their body in some way. Otherwise, why would the person be in that state? So normally, if that person starts to say, I tend to s- sleep on my tummy, yeah. which is not favorable, it makes me think, okay, they're assuming that for some reason 
because their body is trying to decompress. Yes, yes. Their body's trying to decompress. So so that 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 needs to be looked at. That needs to be something that the chiropractor or whoever they're seeing, osteopath or physio, needs to be considered because as a as a way of saying, okay, well, where is the tension developing their system where they're wanting to do that in order to allow them to sleep? So that usually oh, is God, no. is normally present in the fascial system of the nervous system, which is called the dura, which we won't go into too much right now, but normally that's what I find. When when someone tends to sleep in that position, it's usually because of tension in the fascial system of the nervous system. Now, so to, re- to go back to your original question, to back or side sleeping is the most important. To find the right pillow is, is important to make sure that it's got the right contour, right support, to make sure the mattress is also of of firm quality or a firm substance that allows them to be able to relax. So the mattresses, you know, I come in hotel room, I always open the hotel room, I run on a, what's it called, on a mattress to see how many times I'm going to bounce off. Yeah. If I don't bounce like a three times, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and my son says to me, it's a, it's not a memory form. I said, what is that? He said, when you sink into this one, you don't move. It's like, okay, we had a memory form. So, when you when a patient comes to you and you know you look all this um, general uh, the picture of the, their health and everything else, you obviously take in consideration what pillows they're using and everything else. Can you yeah. help the patients what pillows to use? I think I think it comes down to fundamentally you have to keep your head like the pillow needs to be measured like a pair of shoes. So think ah, of it like a pair of shoes. Okay. If you not every foot will fit the same same type of shoe. So you've got to have someone who's who is able to observe how you are from a side or a back position to make sure that it's got the right shape. Ideally, you want a pillow that supports the natural curvature of the neck called the cervical lordosis. And that needs to be maintained in order to not only support the neck, but also open up the airways as well. You know, and for many, you know, as we move through life, for many of us, we can have problems breathing at night and sleep apnea or snoring becomes <laughs> such much of an issue, right? You know, I, I can um, be guilty of this as, as well. But the thing is having having the right pillow that supports the neck in a side or back position is important. You know, that's and, – and having someone to measure you properly is, is going to be the thing. So don't just pick up a pillow. Have, you know, being able to put the pillow next to your ear – and make sure that the side of the pillow reaches the edge of your shoulder. The shoulder tip is is usually the right size because that'll keep your head straight when you're on your side position. When you're on your back, making sure that your ear is somewhat in alignment with your shoulder with your shoulder joint itself yes. is going to keep your head in the right position to allow you to breathe and maintain its natural shape. So that would be the first thing I would say is is find something that is able to meet that criteria. If it can do that, then you're probably safe to say that that pillow is going to be supportive for you. My God, like it's just become, you know, as you said, we're becoming fast uh, pacing, moving society. Uh, we, we're buying things according to the commercials rather than what our needs are and how it should be done. So I'm thankful for this one. Dr. Gerald, before I let you go, can you just share with us how are you and your practice helping others? What services are you offering where they can find you, what they can expect. Yeah, sure. So we're located in North Kellyville, Northwest Sydney. We offer different types of services. So we're we're an integrative chiropractic office, which means we look at 
physical structure, but we also look at emotional well-being. We look at nutrition in terms of what things a person may be necessarily where their bodies are at and what might be required mm-hmm. in terms of their diet. We look at we we look at also if there's any toxic buildup and assess for that as well. So we work with integrative functional laboratories, which where we run certain testing to see how their bodies are working, not just our examination within the office, but we use other third-party agencies to actually yeah. see whether we're on the right track. We work with other professionals as well. We work with, you know, leading dentists in the Hills area or around Sydney, medical doctors, different specialists that are required, pediatricians or, you know, we, we, we work a lot with with pregnancy and, and, and children with developmental delays. So that requires a group effort. It's not just... Yeah. Not just, Our, us. just yeah. It's not just us. It's it's it requires often a group effort, and you know I'm the first to you know I, I'm always interested in learning. So whatever if I can learn from another professional, then that's going to help me and help my patients to get a better outcome. So I'm always looking at collaborating with with the very best, and because I'm here to learn as much as I am here to serve, you know I want to learn and serve and and do my best to help my community and 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 help people live a more connected life, more a more fulfilling life. That's really what our center is about. Our center is focused on improving the human experience so that people can feel more connected within yes, yes. and therefore be more connected in their community and with the people that they love and appreciate. That's our sole message. You know, for we Obviously, since COVID, I, I guess the, the other thing that we do is we're very heavily involved and we are moving more into the space of education as well, where I'm wanting to more spend time with leaders in healthcare and we're going to be doing programs both in Sydney and New South Wales and interstate with leading practitioners. And we want to be able to have programs that add value, add value add to value, people's yes. lives, you know, yeah. that, that enrich people's lives. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm really excited and passionate about is being able to collaborate with good people, which might be educating on sustainable living, might be educated on diet, might be educated on how to be able to access different levels of intelligence, how to work with different people that will allow and support people to live a more empowered, connected life. And that's what we're aiming to do. So if, if there are whoever is interested in this we are we do have a, an offer as well so yeah. if people want to you know come and visit us um where what are we now the 20th of march so for april we you know if people want to come and visit us mm. we we are able to for your listeners yes you know they they're able to come into our office we there will be a, a 50% reduction if they nice. decide to come in. If they decide Guys, to come I'm going to put in the comment section below the link. Please come visit Dr. Gerald. 50% is a, yeah. it's a good deal. And and also what we're going to give to your listeners is we have an e-book as well, which is the five keys to an abundant vitality and living, which normally we sell for $49.95. We're going to give those to your listeners as well. Oh, so as a, as a gift... Yes. So if they want to take advantage, so the first, the first fifty people that want to come in, they're welcome to, to um, very generous to take Thank advantage you. of that. So yes. there is a saving there of of what's that? Good amount it's of about money. About eighty five, eighty five. 
It's about $135 that people save in. And if they want to come and see us, great. If they don't, then that's also okay. Yeah. You know, I'm happy to refer No one's ever going to come to you as well. Like I did. I was as well one of these people. Like I don't need a chiropractor. I can do everything. And then eventually, you know, I needed your help. So I'm thank you for that one. Dr. My, Gerald. My yeah. pleasure, Mario. Dr. My Gerald, pleasure. thank you for being our guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a Dr. Gerald. Uh, I'm going to put in the comment section below the all links. You can contact Dr. Gerald. You can save up to $130. Visit Dr. Gerald and his clinic in North Kelly. You'll be glad you did it. Dr. Gerald, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you, Mario. Thank You're you welcome. for your time.